Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is JoshuaPWarren.com. Well, my friend Santero David Longley has finally gotten his phone line up again, and so I had a conversation with him in Puerto Rico, and uh, boy, he has been telling me about all of the misery that uh, he has been enduring. He is in a, an area called Ocean Park, which is right there near uh, San Juan. And and honestly, I think that San Juan's been getting the worst of it because that you have so many people just condensed around that particular area. Um, and he said it's just been like a living hell there for the past six or so weeks. And he's been surviving. Uh, you know, he's up in his 70s now, but he's been doing the best he can. He has a dog he's taking care of, but uh, he, like so many people in Puerto Rico, are living uncomfortably, uh, suffering through these situations, but now they at least have power back on in his neck of the woods halfway, like half power. and. Um, you know, right now his spirits are pretty low. Uh, he's thinking about getting the heck out of there, and so we're we're gonna do what we can to help him get out of there. But there are so many friends that I have all over the islands of Puerto Rico. I, I I can't get in contact still with with many of them. And one is a fellow named Will, who lives there in Bocaron on the southwestern part of the island where we have our place. And Will is, I, I'm telling you, this guy is probably the best chef I've ever met. He can take just the most inconsequential little things out of cabinets and refrigerators at a moment's notice, and he can cobble them together and turn them into some type of masterpiece. Some of the best meals I've ever had have been those prepared by this man named Will. And it, it, it's kind of funny because uh, Will, he always says, well, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm no Gordon Ramsay, you know, I'm no Guy Fieri, you know. Well, I can tell you something. I have been to restaurants that are authorized by some of these big top name shell uh, chefs like uh, like Gordon Ramsay. You know Gordon Gordon Ramsay. He's the guy who uh, he is so authoritative, and he goes in. He's got a dirty mouth, though. You know he, he's an Englishman, and and he always says like, "Ah, oh, this fucking chicken sucks. You need to take this fucking chicken, and you need to cut." fucking chicken up this fucking way and put these fucking seasonings on it, saute this fucking thing in this fucking pan, and everybody goes, okay, well, he must know what he's doing, you know, because he is that imperative about his process for making these things. But I can tell you, I've gone to a Gordon Ramsay restaurant. I've gone to a Guy Fieri restaurant. Wolfgang, Puck, all these guys, nobody has ever made anything 
that is superior to the things that will has made in Bokaram. So one day, I sat down with Will, and I said, Will, I want to ask you a question. I know this is a completely hypothetical scenario, but if you were on death row and you had to request your last meal and you could request anything you wanted, what what would you say, you know? And so at that point, Will shrinks a little bit and he goes, oh, God, I don't know. And he starts talking uh, about all these possibilities. Well, uh, maybe I would do this with beef or maybe I'd do that with pork or maybe I'd have a little bit of this uh, paprika sprinkled on this thing and uh, a little onion salt. And, 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 And he sits there for like 10 minutes just in a complete conundrum because he knows so much about how to make good meals that he can't figure out what to say. Um, I don't even remember what he came up with, as a matter of fact. Lauren, Lauren, do you, you remember what did he say? There was a restaurant where he grew up. It was an Italian place. Yeah. amazing, isn't it? When, when, when you think about like, what would your last meal be? And it helps you think about what are the things that exemplify the best example of anything in life. Now, tonight, Lord and I, at the last minute, we decided to go to a local theater where they were doing a special showing, 75th anniversary of Casablanca, which is one of my favorite movies. So we sit there, we watch Casablanca on the big screen. I mean, it was fantastic. It was as as wonderful an experience as always. And so afterward, Lauren and I started talking about the, you know, like, well, Gosh, if you could only see one movie before you died. Same thing, right? You get one last meal, but you get one last movie. What's your last movie going to be? What's your type uh or your or, or your what are you what are your like five top movies that are going to make it into that arena before you die? So I'm going to tell you my top five movies. Now, you're probably going to disagree with this, but that's that's totally fine. I'm just telling you what my top five are. Number one, I think the best movie ever made is Raiders of the Lost Ark. I would watch Raiders of the Lost Ark. I think that would be my last movie. Number two, I like Superman the movie. Now we're talking about the one with Christopher Reeve. Number three, Pee-wee's 
big adventure. Bet you didn't see that one coming, did you? Yeah. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Uh, number four, Immortal Beloved, which is the Beethoven biographical film. And number five is Ed Wood, which is the Tim Burton film, which, of course, follows the story of the B-movie filmmaker who created such fantastic classics as Plan 9 from Outer Space and Glenn or Glinda. But still, the movie Ed Wood, to me, uh, I can relate to that, I guess, because I'm also um, a B-movie director, or I have been in my in my life. So those would be like my top five choices as one of the last movies I think I would watch. But I will tell you this, and I've put this on Facebook and probably Twitter before. I have three movies that I will suggest to you if you are a person who is interested in just having a night or a weekend or whatever where you want to just like get crazy and open your mind up to other realms and other dimensions and other possibilities. Uh, number one would be, not surprisingly, The Matrix. Even if you've seen The Matrix, go back, watch it again, really think about it. Number two would be The Adjustment Bureau, which is based upon a Philip K. Dick story, and that stars Matt Damon. And then number three, this is a movie you've probably never heard of. Uh, it's called Being There, which was shot in Asheville, uh, largely on the Biltmore Estate, starring Peter Sellers. So um, think about what the movies are that would be either A, the movies that you would want to watch as your last requests along with that last meal plus the movies that you think will open someone's mind and when you're talking about open opening somebody's mind it also has to be something that's simple simple enough so that people can keep up with it not something that's going to be like you know winding in and out all over the place and i'd love to hear what your suggestions are for what you know, your movies would be given those selections. So anyway, that's kind of what I'm thinking about tonight. Um, tomorrow, I'm going to get back with you, and I'm going to tell you about some other projects. And uh, I think I'm going to dig into uh, maybe some free energy tomorrow. Uh, gosh, the good thing about this podcast is that I do it every day. It's a daily thing, and that's why it's called the Joshua P. Warren Daily. So all you have to do is go to joshuapwarren.com, click the link at the top that says Joshua P. Warren Daily, and you can subscribe via a variety of um, different avenues, or just follow me on Twitter 
and I'll tweet when new ones are available. All right, that's it for tonight, my friends. Uh, Thank you for listening. Thank you for staying curious, and I will talk to you again soon.